You're listening to Bethany Radio. More content is available on iTunes or online at BethanyBibleLeroy.com. Turn to Joshua 21. That's where we're at. Joshua chapter 21. We'll read the first. We'll start at verse 1 here. We're going to read a little bit of it. And then we'll look at the bulk of really this chapter here today. As you're on your way there, we've got a picture from last week. Is Lincoln with us today? Oh, there! Oh, he's over there. Okay, I'm looking the wrong spot. Here's Lincoln's picture. Now, you'll have to ask Lincoln afterwards. I'm not sure my interpretation of the top, so I'm not going to try that. But the bottom I got. I got that, Lincoln. The Ten Commandments, thou shall not murder. And we looked at that last week, that city of refuge for the manslayer that had accidentally murdered somebody. I'm thinking the top left is that axe coming on his head. Yeah, okay, all right, all right, good, good. I wasn't sure, but I got the nod. Okay, very good. So... Yeah, where to flee, and we talked about all of us, we would get kicked out of the city of refuge because when we hate, even in our own heart, Jesus speaks of murder, and so we need a Savior and a refuge. So thank you, Lincoln. Thank you, kids. Keep drawing and doing that. Let's look into God's Word then at verse 1 of Joshua chapter 21, and I'll read through verse 8 here to just begin us. Then the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites came to Eleazar the priest and to Joshua the son of Nun and to the heads of the fathers' houses of the tribes of the people of Israel. And they said to them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan, The Lord commanded through Moses that we be given cities to dwell in, along with their pasture lands for our livestock. So by command of the Lord, the people of Israel gave to the Levites the following cities and pasture lands out of their inheritance. The lot came out for the clans of the Kohathites, to those Levites who were descendants of Aaron the priest, received by lot from the tribes of Judah, Simeon, and Benjamin, 13 cities. And the rest of the Kohathites received by lot from the clans of the tribe of Ephraim, from the tribe of Dan, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, 10 cities. The Gershonites received by lot from the clans of the tribe of Issachar, from the tribe of Asher, from the tribe of Naphtali, and from the half-tribe of Manasseh in Bashan, 13 cities. The Merarites, according to their clans, received from the tribe of Reuben, the tribe of Gad, and the tribe of Zebulun, 12 cities. These cities and their pasture lands, the people of Israel gave by lot to the Levites as the Lord had commanded through Moses. Let me pray for us again. Lord, we just ask again, we're asking that your Holy Spirit would illumine the text before us. Lord, that as we examine it, we would examine it rightly. We would see what you said to your people Israel. We would apply it to our own hearts. And Father, you would just increase our vision of who you are and your great words, your great promises, covenants to your people by your grace. So Lord, again, lead us to understand to come under submission to your word, Lord. Not over it, but being under it, hearing from you. We pray for your work, O Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we get into this, I want you to think back to the Garden of Eden, a place we go often because we need to remember the origins and where things come from. But that garden, that place of beauty and peace and God's presence, And it was interrupted by sin and death when Adam and Eve took of that forbidden tree, whatever fruit was on there. 
Remember how Satan attacked, started his attack on the woman? Those, those lines, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And again, it's not a thought new with me. I think we've different series we've been watching. It's floating around this thought that from that moment, that lie, that temptation of Satan seems to be plaguing mankind ever since. Hath God said? Can, can you trust him really? Or can you believe his word? So what happens when we answer no to those questions? Can you trust him? No, I don't. His word, I'm not sure. We say God hasn't spoken. He can't be trusted. Or we can't believe his word. All of a sudden, our hope is lost because our hope is built on God's word and what he says. So there's a weight of immense proportions on the fact and the real truth of whether or not God's Word is trustworthy. I'm, I'm thankful if you're not coming, come for the last few weeks, Sunday school class, where we're thinking about this and seeing the truths. Can we trust God's Word? And so if Satan can throw our belief, he can throw out our worship too. I don't know. Does his blood cover all my sin? Is the veil really torn? If it is, then we worship and we say, I'm bought and I'm a child of God. But if not, we shrink back. The call today from Joshua is to look again to the almighty and true word of God and there find rest and life for your souls. We who are sinking in the quicksand of doubt, I dare say it affects all of us at some point, some weeks stronger than others, when that quicksand of doubt comes to find our firm footing on the solid ground of God's word to us. So let's look back into that word at verse 1. And we see a familiar group in verse 1. You've got the heads of the fathers, houses of the Levites, coming to Eleazar, to Joshua, to the heads of these tribes of the people of Israel. They're gathered together here again. We've, we've seen them Um, these Joshua, Eleazar, heads of these tribes, they were part of distributing the lot uh, back in chapter 19, part of giving the inheritance, chapter 14. So now another matter comes to their attention. It's almost the Levites now are coming. And it's the Levites coming about their certain cities. And they're coming before this almost, you can picture almost a council, if you will, coming before them. Here's what the Levites come and they say to them in verse 2, At Shiloh, in the land of Canaan, they say this, The Lord commanded through Moses that we be given cities to dwell in along with their pasture lands for our livestock. The Lord commanded their words through Moses. How many times, it's just as we go through this book kind of slowly, part by part, section by section, how many times have we read this? Back, it goes back to Moses, back to what he's read. Almost it almost seems weekly I'm bringing this up. And we're either in Deuteronomy or we're in Numbers or we're somewhere else and it goes back to this. And it reaches back. We've seen this. It reaches back to those words of promise. And those words back then are the basis for the present state of things. What's going on goes back. So we find another request. It's kind of like Caleb. Caleb goes back to Numbers. Remember that? Remember that land that I was given? The daughters of Zelophehad. Come near, remember that promise that, would, that was made. And so now the Levites also going back to the writing of Moses. 
Levites, their section, I think, comes from Numbers 35. I'm not sure. It may be in other places. I didn't look that up. But at least Numbers 35 gives us a background to this initial giving uh, of these cities. It says this in Numbers 35. Let's read some verses from it. The Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Command the people of Israel to give to the Levites some of the inheritance of their possession as cities for them to dwell in. And you shall give to the Levites pasture lands around the cities. The cities shall be theirs to dwell in, and their pasture lands shall be for their cattle and for their livestock and for all their beasts. And it goes on from there to describe, and here's how far out, and a thousand cubits or two thousand cubits and so forth, what this is supposed to look like. Talks about you shall uh, give them 48 cities total. So think back in the, keep this in mind, back in the book of Numbers, Six cities of refuge, 42 cities, 42 plus 6, 48, 48 cities to the Levites promised back in the book of Numbers. So a past word of the Lord to Moses, and now in Joshua, the Levites, they're really asking, we remember this, we want our cities. Where are the cities? I don't sense anger here, but they're just, they're calling it out. Here's what we're asking for. As to their asking, here's what a commentator, A.W. Pink, had brought up before, what he says as he looks at the book of Joshua. He makes an interesting comment. He says, ask and ye shall receive. He's kind of pointing to the Levites coming and asking for those cities. Hey, remember Moses made that. We, we'd like our cities, please. He says, ask and ye shall receive is the divinely appointed way. And then he goes on to say, such inquiry is designed for the strengthening of our faith the quickening of our hope, the development of our patience. Cities had been divinely assured unto the Levites, yet they received them not until they appealed for them by pleading God's word to them through Moses. So there's a connection here with the asking and the receiving. Again, all according to God's word, to his promises. The Levites come, and and I think we could say they come by faith. Faith in the promises of the Word of God through Moses. Faith that what God commanded would be fulfilled in the promised land. Pink notes the call for all who are in Christ then to know of God's promises. These Levites are looking back. We remember this. Where are they now? He's saying, all dear brothers, Christians, remember. He says we should daily search the Scriptures for them, meaning for God's promises. And make inventory of our spiritual wealth. The divine promises are the peculiar treasure of the saints. For the substance of faith's inheritance is wrapped up in them. So like Caleb, like these daughters of Zelophehad, and like the Levites, we too, we can ask God according to what he has said, what he's spoken Look then at verse 3, Israel's response. And really this kind of begins to flow out with the rest of the chapter here. Um, And we'll we'll see it here. But verse 3, the response. So, by command of the Lord, the people of Israel gave to the Levites the following cities and pasture lands out of their inheritance. Okay, before we look at some of these, and we'll, we'll get our maps out, things like that. Two things here from this verse that I think in a way 
kind of it forecasts, it titles most of what's going to follow, most of the rest of the chapter here, this command, they're going to give the Levites the following cities, and, that, and then the, the list is going to go on. But two things to kind of take away. One, by command, and two, the people give. The people of Israel, just plain and simple here, they come through, they follow through on the command of God. What Moses said, they're going to do. They believe God's word, and then they act. And, and in this one, in doing this, they, they give. They give of what they have, what they've just inherited. And we're going to see some 48 cities that were their own, given to the Levites, who have no inheritance, but they're provided for out of these cities and pasture lands. A couple of things we see. I think here you've, you've got this idea, this giving back of what they had been given by God. I think we can see a principle of the tithe or the offering of the first fruits. In the past few weeks, I mean, we've read region upon region, city upon city, all these places. Out of all these, God has given to the Israelites and they're to give back a portion of them. Let's go just even a little deeper with that. I think we can see here, I'm not sure how far to press it, but there's a principle also of caring for those who minister to them. The Levites were there to minister. We're going to look at that a little bit as we continue on. But the Levites are cared for by those whom the Levites are ministering to. Again, A.W. Pink, his book on Joshua, he writes of the, con- the connection between this chapter where we're in, this giving of the cities to the Levites, And that of 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 14, where Paul speaks about uh, that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. So as the Levite was given a portion of the sacrificial offerings, was given a portion of that when they'd bring those offerings to the tabernacle, later the temple, they're also given the cities, the pasture land. And so too, the minister of the gospel is to be supported by the people of whom he ministers again i don't know how far to press but i think we see kind of a shadow of that kind of a type of that in our church this principle is played out weekly monthly or yearly we're we're acting this out in a way all the time the giving as this goes and it's a good time for me just in the midst of this to pause and say thank you You're part of supporting the ministry to where I can commit full-time to the ministry here. Thank you for doing that. You you give weekly, monthly. We're we're abundantly provided for. Family is taken care of by you. So thank you for that. You're kind of acting out this. And we don't... Our pasture land, I don't know if we have cattle. We have two cats and a dog, but we're, we're cared for. So hear that, and thank you. And thank you for your prayers as well. A gift, <laughs> that's a sacrifice of time as well. So thank you for praying for us. I just, I just ask, keep praying. I would welcome your prayers weekly, daily, that I, to, to lead, would be a man of integrity that would walk with God at home, here, wherever it is. So thank you for that. Uh, that said, let's look specifically then at the, really the bulk of this chapter, uh, verses 4 through 7. 
I'm not going to take time to read those. I think we read those already, but we've got four groups listed here. You've got the Kohathites, the rest of the Kohathites, the Gershonites, and the Merarites. Can we put up that little chart tabley thing? Yeah, okay. Uh, well, it's small print, but it'll help. Uh, this was kind of back, this goes back to the book of Numbers, Numbers 3, where these tribes, these these kind of clans of Lev- the Levites, these four, there's four of them, try to explain those, were set up. When they would march, here's the front of the marching line. Think back post-promise or pre-promised land before then. Here's the front of the march, the middle, in the middle, the tent of meeting, and then your other tribes, the other six tribes behind them as they would march along. Well, here's these tribes that we're reading about, these Levitical tribes. You've got the priests, they're from Kohath. You've got the Levites, well, they're from Kohath. You've got the, so there's kind of these, the Kohathites, and these are the rest of the Kohathites. There's kind of this separation there. The Gershonites here, the Merarites there, each bringing along the certain things they were supposed to carry. We're not getting into that wall of what they're supposed to carry, but they, would, they were in charge of really caring for the temple. And really, the priests being the sons of Aaron here, these Kohathites, and so they get singled out, and we'll look at that as we read the bulk of the chapter. There's certain cities for them, and then there's certain cities for the rest of them. So it took a little bit of time. Okay, who's the Kohathite? Who's the rest of them? It's really the priests and then the other Kohathites that care for them, that guard, and the others do this as well. The, the Gershonites, the Merites, there's this idea of guarding of the temple, the, the tabernacle at this point, the temple, but just that priestly duty. And so they're given these cities and these places. And so I'm going to go ahead and start then at verse 8. As we've done before, I'm going to read through verse 42, a little longer reading. Again, I just ask you, read along um, and consider this. Numbers 35, we didn't look there, but that's kind of where we see this Moses commanded by the Lord for the Levites. There's cities of refuge in these cities said by God's word, they're supposed to give these six refuge cities, 42 other cities, 48 cities. As I read this then, consider this while I read. Not just, again, where are these places? We'll put a map up here. Consider the fulfillment of the word of God down to the number today. Down to the number of cities. So we've got one more map there to put up while I read this. And again, this is, you can't see that well, but if you can see a green dot, these are all the places that are listed out here. And again, you can go to this web place that I'm, I love now. You can go putting the chapter where you're at in the Bible, and it'll show you the map just for that chapter. And so you can look at that, look in your scriptures, and let's begin at verse 8 and listen to the fulfilling of God's word commanded to Moses, now fulfilled for the Levites. Verse 8. These cities and their pasture lands, the people of Israel, gave by lot to the Levites as the Lord had commanded through Moses. There it is again, going back to Moses. All right, now, first ones. Out of the tribe of the people of Judah and the tribe of the people of Simeon, they gave the following cities mentioned by name, which went to the descendants of Aaron, one of the clans of the Kohathites who belonged to the people of Levi, since the lot fell to them first. They gave them Kiriath Arba, Arba being the father of Anak, that is, Hebron in the hill country of Judah, along with the pasture lands around it. But the fields of the city and its villages had been given to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as his possession. And to the descendants of Aaron, the priest, they gave Hebron, 
the city of refuge for the manslayer with its pasture lands, Libna with its pasture lands, Jatir with its pasture lands, Eshtemoa with its pasture lands, Holin with its pasture lands, Debir with its pasture lands, Ayin with its pasture lands, uh, Jutah with its pasture lands, Beth Shemesh with its pasture lands, nine cities out of these two tribes. Then out of the tribe of Benjamin, Gibeon with its pasture lands, Geba with its pasture lands, Anatot with its pasture lands, and Elmon with its pasture lands, four cities. The cities of the descendants of Aaron, the priests, were in all 13 cities with their pasture lands. All right, that's the, the Kohathites. So remember that? Put a number 13 in our, in our addition calculator as we go. Then verse 20. As to the rest of the Kohathites, belonging to the Kohathite clans of the Levites, the cities allotted to them were out of the tribe of Ephraim. To them were given Shechem, the city of refuge for the manslayer, with its pasture lands in the hill country of Ephraim. Gezer with its pasture lands. Kibzaim with its pasture lands. Betran with its pasture lands. Four cities. And out of the tribe of Dan, Eltake with its pasture lands. Gibbethon with its pasture lands. Aichilon with its pasture lands. Gathrimon with its pasture lands. Four cities. And out of the half tribe of Manasseh, Ta'anak with its pasture lands. And Gathrimon with its pasture lands. Two cities. The cities of the clans of the rest of the Kohathites were ten in all with their pasture lines. 13, 10. Verse 27. And to the Gershonites, one of the clans of the Levites were given out of the half-tribe of Manasseh, Golan and Bashan with its pasture lands, the city of refuge for the manslayer, and Be'eshterah with its pasture lands, two cities, and out of the tribe of Issachar, Kishion with its pasture lands, Dabarat with its pasture lands, Jarmut with its pasture lands, En-Ganim with its pasture lands, four cities. And out of the tribe of Asher, Mishal with its pasture lands, Abdon with its pasture lands, Chelkat with its pasture lands, and Rahab with its pasture lands, four cities. And out of the tribe of Naphtali, Kadesh in Galilee with its pasture lands, the city of refuge for the manslayer, Chemat Dor with its pasture lands, and Kartan with its pasture lands, three cities. The cities of the several clans of the Gershonites were in all 13 cities with their pasture lands. Verse 34 And to the rest of the Levites, the Merarite clans were given out of the tribe of Zebulun, Jachneum with its pasture lands, Karta with its pasture lands, Dimna with its pasture lands, Nahalal with its pasture lands, four cities. And out of the tribe of Reuben, Bezer with its pasture lands, Jahaz with its pasture lands, Kedemot with its pasture lands, and Mephahat with its pasture lands, four cities. And out of the tribe of Gad, Ramat, and Gilead with its pasture lands, the city of refuge for the manslayer, Mahanaim with its pasture lands, Heshbon with its pasture lands, Jazer with its pasture lands, four cities in all. As for the cities of the several Merarite clans, that is, the remainder of the clans of the Levites, those allotted to them were in all 12 cities. The cities of the Levites in the midst of the possession of the people of Israel were in all 48 cities with their pasture lines. We heard that over and over, right? We know, okay, these cities had its, each had its pasture lands around it, so it was with all these cities. 
the Levites were dispersed among the people. You can see it on the map, covering the area. Pastor Gary Baldwin speaks of this in terms of a theological, political, and economic reason for all these. Theological, think about covenant instruction. They're spread out. They can instruct in the covenant. Think about political. He talks about loyalty to the Lord's king. So all these Levites who serve here, uh, Shiloh, later on, Jerusalem, all of them producing kind of loyalty throughout the kingdom with these ones that serve at Jerusalem. And even economic, these cities and their pasture lands where the Levites can, can care, have cattle, have livestock, that sort of thing. Six cities of refuge, 42 cities besides. The people give according to God's word. The Levites are provided for according to God's word. So verses 43 then through 45 give a a summary covering all the way back to chapter 13 and the divisions of the land all the way to this point. And we're going to read them together. And I want to I want to close our time together in God's Word here in these three verses. They act as just a wonderful conclusion. And so we're going to examine them briefly, common or two, and I think they're a conclusion in and of themselves. So verse 43 says this, Thus the Lord gave to Israel all the land. Think of this. This is Now we're, we're, we're let me, I'm going to start over. We're going to kind of zoom out from the Levites. That was, again, another... Think of this, chapter 13, all these cities, we've read them all, all these ith and at and all these places. Verse 43, Thus the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he swore to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it, and they settled there. The Lord gave, and they took the gift. The Lord gave, they took the gift. All the land God said he would give, he thus gave. He made a promise to Abraham, a promise to Isaac, to Jacob, this land, I will give you this land. And God here gives according to his word to the fathers here of Israel. And Israel therefore took of it and they settled in the promised land of God. Brother and sister in Christ, verse 43, are you taking hold of what you have been given in Christ? Your inheritance as a child of the king. The grace that is yours that we talked about. The forgiveness. There's mercy. The peace. The love. The great love that was shown, demonstrated on the cross. The Savior, who's your Savior and your greatest treasure. Take hold of this gift. Verse 44. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their fathers. Not one of all their enemies had withstood them. For the Lord had given all their enemies into their hands. The Lord gave, and they had rest from their enemies. The Lord gave, they had rest from their enemies. Not one had withstood them. And they had rest because God gave that rest to them. The rest they had, the victory, its foundation was in the covenant-keeping word-keeping, promise-keeping God. He's, he's the original. If you're familiar with the movement of promise-keepers of the 90s, he's the original promise-keeper. Excellent, par excellence, above anything. 
And what a rest it is to our weary souls to look on the enemy, be it an enemy without someone putting you down for following Christ or Satan himself or an enemy within our own sin issues, our own sin nature, and to proclaim that God promises rest and victory. A couple verses just of these promises. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation He will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. I don't know that it's necessarily saying you're getting out of it right away. I got you. It looks hard. I'm pulling you out. You will endure it because He says you will and you can. It's His Word. Or later in 1 Corinthians, God's Word says, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We know one day all will be made right, though now we endure. Your current enemy may not go away. They, they didn't seem to for the Israelites either. But God is our refuge and our hope in our midst while we endure to the end so we can rest in His power and His strength. And then lastly, verse 45. Verse 45, this just, does this just sum it up? Not one word of all the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed. All came to pass. God's word faileth not. Brief history, brief. God spoke and the earth was created. He spoke, and there was light. He spoke, and there were plants. He spoke, and the sun, moon, and stars came into being. He spoke and made man in his image. He spoke and said, don't eat from that tree, or there would be death, and there was. He spoke and so cursed the serpent, the woman, and the man. He spoke and made an end of all flesh, except Noah and his family, who he saved through an ark. He spoke and blessed Abraham and promised the land. He spoke to Isaac, to Jacob, to Moses, to Joshua, etc., 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 throughout Scripture. He's spoken His Word. And then Hebrews 1, I think we read last week, Hebrews 1 says, In these last days He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God in the exact imprints of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. We have a powerful, word-speaking, promise-keeping God. John tells us the word was with God and the word was God. And then he says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And John summarizes his gospel with this line, and I'll close, close with this. Verse 31 of John, I believe it's chapter 20. But these are written. These are written. As John's saying now, you could almost say, well, yeah, yes, everything. These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. 
God's sure word says there's life in Christ. Run to him. Run to Christ and take hold of what is yours by the promise of God. Let me pray for us. Father, I'm asking today in our hearts for belief of your word, to believe what it says. As we looked at in Sunday school, Lord, there's, there's portions of it we don't understand so well. But what you've given, we understand. You've given us minds to understand because you've given us of your spirit. So, Lord, the pages before us, what you've written before us in the past, now presently here with us, may we believe it and take hold of your promises and see they're leading us to Christ, the sure word of God who will not leave us, whose blood intercedes for us, who gives us peace and reconciliation and who lives always to intercede on our behalf before you, our Father. Thank you for this surety and I pray we would live in a sure hope of this, in the surety of your promises. And Lord, I pray especially for those today that are doubting and are struggling. They feel like, I'm a Christian, I'm not supposed to do that. Father, strengthen their hearts. May they take that doubt and bring it to you. Lord, I'm struggling to believe. I believe, help my unbelief. May they bring that to you today. We pray and thank you, Lord, for your word. Amen. You've been listening to Bethany Radio, a production of Bethany Bible Church in Leroy, Minnesota.